Hi, and welcome to TXF Financing International Trade Fit Zone podcast. I'm Catherine Morton, Head of Trade, Treasury and Risk at TXF, and today I'm joined by Chris Hall, who's Senior Underwriter at Liberty Specialty Markets, to discuss Teredo, which is a web-based platform which moves trade credit insurance underwriting into the digital era. Chris, Teredo is an interesting name, but what, what does it mean? Where does it come from? So Teredo, uh, and I, I hope I pronounced it correctly, is actually the Japanese word for trade. Uh, so it's, uh, for us, it's a very uh, helpful pointer to what we're trying to do on the system and the sorts of assets we're looking to try and work with and insure. So Chris, you, you bound your first trade credit risk on your electronic platform in June from your launch in, in March. So congratulations for that. T- tell me a little bit about how you got there, to about Teredo's journey. Thank you. So it's, it's been a, a labour of love for a number of us. Um, it's been about 12 months end-to-end from the, the conception of how do we make this work through to the delivery of actually how we make it work. Um, and it's, it's been a real team effort across a number of parties in Liberty. So it's involved various people like, such as our compliance teams, our IT teams, marketing, and that's before you get to the underwriting and the various front office teams. Um, but in reality, it was a case of having a, a clear goal where you want to get to, so having a system to allow us to to write things efficiently, and I'll, I'll come on to Teredo in, in more detail in a minute, but have that clear goal and work out the path of how to get there, and that, that's taken some time. Um, but where, what is Teredo? So Teredo is an online system. Uh, it's to enable quick and efficient uh, underwriting of trade credit risk for our clients and brokers. Um, and in reality, that system is as such, we've onboarded capacity, it's there, ready to be used, the pricing is preloaded, so we've effectively pre-underwritten, uh, and that's something that's relatively new in our market, certainly for Liberty, um, and it's to try and allow us to, to handle some of the inefficiencies that maybe we've observed in the past. Uh, just winding back a little bit, what, what is the actual problem you're trying to solve in the insurance industry then for, for trade? So tr- the traditional uh, Lloyd's market model involves uh, a broker will get an inquiry from their clients, uh, will then either come to speak to us either in Lloyd's or via email or phone uh, to see if we have any interest in the transaction. Uh, and then there's a lot of toing and froing. And even once we've all agreed that there is a transaction that we all wish to do, um, there's then it's then uh, bound uh, in a in a very old-fashioned paper-based format uh, with a, a scratch applied, a signature, if you like. Um, and that's a traditional model. It's quite inefficient. It involves lots of running around after each other. Um, Teredo removes much of that by having an electronic version, uh, and the inquiry and both and then the response inquiry are done on the system. Uh, it takes lots of the time and the legwork and indeed the shoe leather out of the mm. equation. So, again, why, why is it so difficult and, and time-consuming to write single-situation trade credit efficiently then? Um, so single situation covers a very broad range of, of inquiries. So it can be everything from a, a huge refinery and, and the, the part we might play in that, all the way down to a very small single transaction. Um, the part we're aiming at here is very much what, what our banking and trader clients would probably term trade finance. Um, and I is, it's a, tends to be a volume game and they tend to be smaller, relatively smaller transactions. If you underwrite them individually, they tend to take roughly the same amount of time to do, say, a million-dollar letter of credit as it would to assess a, a billion-dollar or $10 billion refinery. Um, however, the volume of the, of the smaller value transactions makes it something that's quite difficult to do on that case-by-case basis. So taking a step back and almost pre-underwriting removes some of that 
that issue around the volume from the system. So how do you actually provide transparency in, in the rather opaque world of trade credit insurance? Um, so yeah, I guess it's two, it involves two things. So firstly is understanding what our clients are looking for. And that, that's, that's critical, obviously, in any walk of life. But then it's actually understanding what it is we're looking to assess. So we have taken, uh, taken an effort and a lot of, we've put in a lot of effort and we've put in a lot of thinking in terms of how we make this work. We've actually uploaded our capacity onto the system. So that is visible by any one of our onboarded clients or brokers. They can see that on a certain bank or a certain corporate, we're currently willing to, to underwrite X amounts of capacity with these parameters around tenor and pricing and how much of an indemnity we're willing to provide. Um, so that's part one. Part two then involves the pricing of that transaction. So we have uploaded what we believe to be very accurate market pricing and that has certain algorithms in the system. Uh, and therefore if a client comes in and asks us to quote on a, on a transaction where we're showing we have capacity and availability, then the system will give them what we think is a, is a, is a good quote. Um, and then they can ask us to take it forward and bind from there. So what obligors and, and what capacity is currently on the system? So at, uh, when we launched the system, we launched with a financial institution, bank obligors. Um, on our press releases, we talked about it being 418 obligors across 72 countries and about $27.5 billion of capacity. Um, that's since gone up and we've now uh, looked in more detail at various refineries and the sorts of trader type business, so various, uh, various oil and energy type companies. Um, so they're going onto the system on a fairly regular basis and we're also then reviewing, as you would expect, with 72 countries at launch, um, there are about 200 or so in the world if you take off a few of the sanctioned countries. We still have a way to go, but the key thing for us here was to get uh, an initial tranche of capacity available and uploaded, uh, and then we build on that and iterate as we go forward. So, so maybe you can talk me through the process perhaps. Uh, to s how do you see who's providing capacity? Uh, say, say I want, um, let me just give a, say a $2 million uh, LC from a country uh, and I want uh, a certain amount of percentage of indemnity. Just, just tell me, tell me how, how I go about it. Of course. So at the moment, uh, the system is currently accessed by brokers on behalf of their clients, um, although that access will become open to clients later this year. Um, but whoever it is who's, uh, who's put an inquiry in, put some fairly simple information in about the transaction they're looking to get cover on. So, so in your example, they'd say it was a letter of credit for $2 million from issued by such and such a bank in such and such a country, um, and that the, the the various length of the of the transaction is say a few months, uh, and then that is it's all on fairly easy the drop down boxes or free format boxes, uh, and then they can send that through to us from there. What that will do is then it generates a quote, and it will say how much of of their requirement we can cover. So let's say, let's just assume we're able to do that full two million dollars and you're maybe looking for 90%, so actually we'd be providing $1.8 million of cover. And the system would then say, we can offer you $1.8 million of cover at, let's say, 50 basis points. Uh, so it's nice and transparent, very quick. It's probably about a minute, two minutes max from inputting that in initial information to getting to a point where you have a fairly meaningful quote. And is there still human interaction in the process? Um, to an extent, yes. So, uh, although we have an electronic system, that's not necessarily the be-all and end-all. We have an underwriting team that sits behind that system. 
Uh, and we actually, uh, we, we have two main roles in this. So one of them is the speaking to potential clients in the first place and trying to make sure they're comfortable with the idea of how or what we're doing and how we're doing it. But secondly, it's that there's a further intervention role in there in terms of if a client brings to us a transaction for an obligor we've not yet assessed or a country we've not assessed, uh, we can then choose to, to look through that, work it through with our various crowd, uh, credit analysts uh, and then look to bring that uh, onto the system if it's something we're able to get comfortable with. So how, how important is collaboration in the model? Uh, very. Uh, so collaboration is, is key and it, you inevitably have collaboration between uh, us and our clients and our brokers. Um, but there's also a further level of collaboration here. So uh, that $27.5 billion of capacity I alluded to at the start is actually a, a team effort. So we have formed a consortium. Uh, it's led by Liberty, but we also have the Channel Syndicate and Canopius. Uh, and we, we take very roughly equal thirds in, in all of that capacity. Uh, and we have worked together. So a lot of that initial underwriting has been done as a team effort. Um, further capacity, so if we, if we get new requests coming through or we choose to look at a new country, uh, that's done uh, in concert with our two partners. So it, it's very much a team effort. Without collaboration, we wouldn't have been able to get as far down this road as we have. And is there still paper in the, in the system? Um, I would love to say we've entirely uh, removed the need to have paper involved. Uh, we've not quite got there yet. Uh, so, uh, very simply speaking, the, uh, we onboard a client using a, effectively a master insurance policy. That unfortunately is done on paper. Um, and uh, that's, that's done in the more traditional sense. I, we will sit down with a client and, where necessary, their breaker to, to work out some mutually convenient wording. Uh, we will all then, then effectively sign it, stamp it. Um, and then that is uploaded as being the, the, the master contract. Everything then is done as declarations to that master contract. So um, I, it's effectively a, an, an addendum to that contract, which means that we don't then have to exchange reams of paper every time. Now, I, I'm sure that some of our clients, and indeed probably some of my colleagues, still like to print out the odd sheet of paper or two. Um, we're, we're working on trying to uh, remove as much of that as possible, but uh, we're not quite there yet. Now, you mentioned uh, visibility of capacity um, and price and speed. Uh, what about security? How, how, how secure is the whole system? So, so Teredo is an online system. Um, and whilst not professing to be an IT expert or an IT security expert myself, uh, we've had a fair amount of testing done on the system. Uh, much of the information is held uh, in a secure cloud-based server. Um, and I'm, I'm told that this particular uh, server company has won multiple awards for their security. So um, whilst that sounds rather nebulous in itself, and no pun intended with the cloud, <laughs> um, it's as secure as, as it can be. Um, Teredo itself is, uh, is based on some fairly long-established uh, technology, which to date hasn't had any security issues, and uh, we, we have only enhanced, uh, enhanced the original. Um. And Teredo itself is, 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 you've got big plans for it, so t t talk me through how you see the future with Teredo. Um, so we do indeed have big plans for Teredo. So it, it's, it's really for us a, a system that allows us to get access to a class of business that we've always really liked. And, um, and if you look at, say, some of the ICC data, uh, the, the default rates and the loss rates in this class of business are, are tiny. Uh, it's just been that efficiency that we found hard 
to handle really. Uh, and so it allows us to, as we, we discussed at the beginning, it allows us to handle some of that and to, to knock off some of those objections and, and issues with, with really supporting our clients. And we've, we've historically supported them very well on the, on the mid to length and the, the really long term transactions, but not really on the short term ones, which almost feels a bit counterintuitive to an extent. Um, where you can then go with Teredo is, is a number of different directions. So we could use it to as a binding tool for some of our longer, more complex types of business. Because although, although the system isn't necessarily set up in a way to handle it from, uh, from start to finish, it could very much be used to, to gain some of those efficiencies at the end. Um, it could also be used for some different classes of business. So there are you know, one, of the, one of the types that many of our clients use is surety. And surety is by itself relatively simple not too dissimilar to some of the trade finance type instruments. Could be used there, marine, terrorism, other similar classes in insurance. Um, other potential avenues for us are, can we use Teredo as a, as a way of handling various programmatic type transactions? So uh, it, multilaterals, for example, will have huge trade facilitation programs. There's nothing to say that we couldn't partner with one of them as an, and use Teredo as a system to help them gain some efficiencies with their huge volumes of transactions, uh, whilst at the same time working with their various capacity providers to, to join it all up. And you think that Teredo itself will help with uh, the visibility and transparency in the system that's, that's sadly lacking at the moment? Um, I think Teredo offers a lot of transparency. As, as we discussed, just in terms of what, uh, what our consortium has put onto the system, it's very visible in terms of the names we're willing to look at, the parameters we're willing to look at for those names, and indeed the pricing. Um, whilst uh, whilst I can't necessarily comment on huge amount or huge lacks of lacking of transparency here and there, um, I'd like to think that some of the, the fact that we're trying to set out our stall to be open and transparent can only be a good thing. And that's good for us because it shows people what we're willing to do, but it's also good for our clients because they can see much uh, much more quickly what we're able to do. Uh, our brokers can see what we're able to do. And by extension, they hopefully, uh, hopefully avoid some of that running around. Chris, thank you. Thank you, Catherine.